you know what I was really thinking? The idea came to me two hours ago that we should be covering the Mummers for this because the Mummers are in heat right now, being that it's going to be the New Year's. <laughs> They're doing it on New Year's? The Mummers come out of the woodwork on New Year's, yeah. Oh. That whole parade season. Oh, yeah. Someone told me that the Mummers parade is going to be crazy here. Absolutely. I'm probably not going to go outside. I'm going to stay in my house. Part two. All right. Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is... This is Y'all Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips... And me, Pete Phillips... Oh, this is my part. Yeah, you know, we, we get together... Using using Skype, hashtag Skype, hashtag. Stop. We love Skype. <laughs> I'm gonna cut it. In other words, and we uh, you we didn't know you tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Uh, by the way, I cut the video off uh, because we were having bad reception. So Pete doesn't know that I've been playing with slime the entire time. Uh, normally, me? when I edit, I can hear it. So. Oh, you didn't tell me that. I'd stop doing that. No, I mean, it provides a nice ambiance to the episode. But just in case anybody's ever wondering what that noise in the background <laughs> is, now you know you, the answer. You can tell me to stop. You probably um, all figured it out. <laughs> we're not related, by the way. No. I wouldn't be caught dead being related to Marissa. Shut up. Do I tell you... Do I? Although, I have an aversion to having uh, decorations in my workspace, except the only decoration I have is a magnet with Pete's mother on it. Yeah, and soon, a Sandwich Portraits calendar. Oh, it's already up. I forgot. That's up. Oh, you already gave it to you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you already gave it to me. And I ordered I extras. Left. Since I got them cheaper this year, I ordered extras. Now I just have so many left. Kathy, if you're listening, you're going to get one whenever you and I get together. Yeah, Kathy, we're going to hang out. But I'm going to wrap um, it, so pretend you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Marissa, how's, how's your uh, second week of 2019 going? Why are we talking like it is that already? Because we're pre-recording these. <laughs> you can ask me how my real week was. We didn't yeah, ask how our real weeks were. Oh, no, I already did. I confessed about how I got someone sick and then pretended they got me sick. I forgot. You can pretend that, like, it's it's amazing and great. Well, all I've done for the first two weeks is wear leopard. Nice, nice. And I'm 33 now. January 7th, everybody. Hit up yep. Wrist Vandal, DMs, happy birthday, January 7th. Yep, and if you're like, because I think I'm going to make sure it's turned off on Facebook so people don't wish me a happy birthday just because it comes up, which is so obnoxious. We're still going to turn you in, and people are going to see it. No. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. You could do so what James you know, does. James would turn off commenting on his wall on his birthday. <laughs> that's smart. I like that. And then nobody could put anything up there, and people would then send him messages. <laughs> Oh, that would be annoying. I don't want messages. Would people just say, happy birthday? Well, it, would, it was only the small group of people who actually knew that it was his birthday, because he didn't have that on oh, Facebook okay. anyway. PSA, guys. If you want to wish me a happy birthday, I hate you if you waste my time and make me see a notification and it make just me says, open my Facebook. Happy birthday, yeah. All you say is happy birthday. If, at the very least, you need to say happy birthday... And then put a picture that you Googled. I swear to God, if you just put happy birthday in an emoticon, or just happy birthday in an exclamation point, you're dead to me. Oh, you know what? You what? are dead, brought back to life, and re-murdered if you put HBD. Oh, 
What kind uh, of piece of shit are you? <laughs> gross. That means your birthday is not even valuable enough for somebody to write out the words "Happy Birthday." <laughs> yeah, if I'm not valuable enough, don't even say anything on my wall, you chunk. <laughs> oh, um, icebreaker time. So that's how your week's going? <laughs> oh, your week. How's your week? I forgot Mine's great. I just, like, for the second week of 2019, I ate ice cream cake for every single meal. I lost 50 pounds. I look amazing. Mm. Doesn't my face look thinner? Yeah. <laughs> Time for the icebreaker. <laughs> icebreaker. But have you? You can't say no. You're human. Tell me what animated character or characters you've been attracted to in your life. I don't mean you like, I like porno. You can't say no, you're human. To everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess as a kid, April O'Neil was pretty hot. Okay. And as an adult? Let's get to the good stuff, Pete. As an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think. I, see, I'm having a hard time thinking of animated things that I watched. X-Men? You didn't like Rogue or anything? No. I loved Gambit. Well, who doesn't? I mean, if I if I'm gonna put Gambit on there, sure. You were in love with Gambit. <laughs> is is that gonna be a bad movie? With Channing Tatum, I hope not, cause he's fun. You th- oh, that's right. You like him. You like you, you like Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street was amazing. It's always part two. Pete, we're wait. Uh, you know what? Normal. Pete, are you lying? <laughs> You're lying. Of course I'm lying to you. Who else? There had to be more than April O'Neil. There had to be more. Do you think there was maybe like a Disney princess in there? I'm thinking of a kid. I don't really know a lot of animated things that I've seen. Well, as a man. I have animated characters I want to bang as a woman. I know. Okay? (laughs) Believe me. I know. We don't have enough time to list them all. I'm trying to think. That's what I mean. I'm trying to think of animated things that I've watched that I could answer this question with. So are you going to go? Okay. When I was young, I would say it was definitely Gambit. In my teens, it was Alucard from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's probably also like Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z, Sapphire from Sailor Moon. And in my older age, it is Rei Ryukazaki, which is a shirtless, muscular man with glasses from the anime Free Iwatobi Swim Club. It's a lot of anime characters, but I'll stop there. Because you probably don't know what I'm talking about, Past Gambit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, some... Maybe Ryu from Street Fighter. Uh, some Tekken characters. Do you find yourself attracted to BoJack Horseman? No. Since you love horses. <laughs> oh, Pete, stop it! I told everyone in my job the other day that horses could die, and no one liked my sentence. Marissa's losing friends left and right at work. Yeah, no one liked that I said that. (laughs) Okay. Hit me, Pete. Speaking of BoJack Horseman, where a person is part man, part part horse, I'm going to talk to you about genetic testing today. Did I know that? Oh, I did know about that. Kind of. I was genetic testing. I was inspired to talk about this because during the holiday season, every time I went to Amazon, they were trying to sell DNA testing kits on the homepage, you know, for a great value and stuff. And uh, we did talk about Amazon before. Marissa and I once delved down a very deep rabbit hole of being confused about Amazon Prime Days. Um, And then we also talked about their facial recognition software uh, for law enforcement. 
which is also uh, an uncool thing. Check the ACLU's latest reports on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like if you were to walk into Walmart and the very first thing you see is a DNA testing kit, I think they're going to move a lot more because it's in your face. And these testing kits were like on their homepage under deals every day during the holiday season. There's something about seeing it in person that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. Like, sending it away, but, like, buying a DNA testing kit, I don't know why. It's irrational, but, like, that disturbs me. Oh, you could definitely buy it in the store. I'm confident of that. Yeah, but I don't know why that bothers me. It's weird. You're just skipping one step. You don't have to wait for it to show up in the mail. You can just, you know, start start today with your DNA testing kit. Oh, Pete. Don't talk to me. Yes, I want to talk about mail-order DNA testing kits. Marissa, have you ever done one, or do you know someone who has? No, but my cousin who is the daughter, my cousin that's super related to me, meaning her mom's my mom's sister, her dad's my dad's brother, so we must be pretty close DNA-wise. She did it, so we feel like it's us. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so she might, she's, like, close enough to being, like, a sibling of mine. And we had weird, like, Spanish and French in us, and I didn't agree with the results. <laughs> if you happen to do one, um, what would you want to find out from the kit? For example, would you like to find out, like, <clears throat> the likelihood that you might get a certain disease? Would you like to find out, like you said, where you've come, like where you're historically from? Oh, I thought like, you meant like, what I traits. wish. <laughs> like, I did wish I had more like ancestors from Africa. Um, I was surprised I didn't. Uh, I would like to know, yeah, if I'm pre predisposed, predisposed to certain diseases. Um, so you could like freak out about it more. You know what? No, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I don't really need a DNA test. I just like Amnesty.com yep. stuff. That's the, like, that's the thesis of my argument. You don't need a DNA test. Yeah. I like to know about my ancestors. I don't want to know anything deeper about myself. I don't need to. Why? What would you want to know about your ancestry? Mm, I just would like to like find pictures and like old relics from like um, people in my family. I may have mentioned this before, but when I went out with Liz and she would meet new people, mm-hmm. she would always ask them, where are you from? I would do that. And she didn't actually mean it as a racist thing. And one time I tried to explain to her that it could be perceived as a very racist yeah, thing. Of course, I was, of course I was wrong to say that. But <laughs> she was obsessed with the ancestry of people and... I, I don't really understand why. At times, um, she was very proud of having um, diverse friends. But I, I I didn't think that like collecting a group of people <laughs> based on diversity was necessarily a thing that you should strive for. But I was that. always uncomfortable. I don't enjoy when, what you just told me. I was always uncomfortable when we met new people and she would ask, where are you from? And I was only relieved when they were like people that she met on her own and yeah. they weren't people that I knew. But uh, it was it was always a little strange to me. And so there's a part of me that doesn't understand the whole ancestry thing um, and family history. My grandfather was obsessed with it. My uncle on my dad's side is obsessed with it. But I just never really understood. And um, I thought that maybe one day I would be old enough and it would just like some 
gear would shift into place and it would be like, now you're obsessed with your family history. But never really happened. I'm not um, really obsessed with my family history. I'm obsessed with unearthing something really dark or really weird and then yeah, like, yeah. somehow making that make my life more interesting. Like my dad, not his mother, but the aunt that raised my father was a pulandera, which is like a witchy doctor person. And he doesn't know much about her witchy doctorness. So meaning I would like to find more about like spooky fun stuff just mm-hmm. to create a narrative. I don't like want to be like super like hyped on like creating my family tree. And my uncle did that. And he was like, hey, we have family in Germany. Yeah, like, and so they went and they met the people in Germany. That and I, I was don't like, care. cool, thanks for doing that so that none of us have to do it. But like, no they one did ever discover. Has to repeat. No one ever has to do it. But in regards to what Marissa's talking about, they also did discover that, remember, these were different times, that my grandmother had two kids that she had to give away because she couldn't afford to keep them. Wow. And they dis- they met those people and they met their family and everything like that. So that was kind of interesting. But at the same time, it mostly made me go like, oh my God, <laughs> was my grandmother a monster? <laughs> and she wasn't. It was, again, a different time. But yeah. But it really made me sort of stop and think about like what pressures somebody could be under in order to do something like that. So that was kind of interesting, but I could read a book on that and probably have the same emotional connection. So anyway, I'm... You don't give a shit about nothing. And then with the disease thing, I think I would be really worried about getting the diseases. And then if it was like, oh, 75% of people with your DNA profile are neurotic i'd be like oh great so now i'm neurotic <laughs> like like i don't know i just don't feel like any of it would be terribly helpful um, i'm sorry that, you think you're not already well, oh, <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> instead of marissa being like oh i got you she just like crumbles and cries no i said oh, 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 i wasn't crying Remember, You're I can't crying. see. I can't see Marissa. <laughs> You're crying. According to Gizmodo, um, in 2015. Oh, consumer- I'm sorry. My sources aren't good enough for you. Gizmodo, the leading authority on everything. This is just the start, okay? Mm-hmm. We don't want your sources, beef. We don't like them. <laughs> oh, but- let me find something else that's going to be better for you. Yeah, here's a good one. According to Marie France, Kentucky. <laughs> dot com. Don't be um, jealous. According to Gizmodo, in 2015, the consumer genetic testing market was valued at $70 million, wow. estimated to grow to $340 million by 2022. So, wow. obviously, I am in the minority in terms of thinking that this is a bad idea and, and, a, and a sort of a useless thing. Barring any very realistic catastrophes that could take place, it could even surpass that by 2022. Minority considering, report. Considering, see, I thought the same thing, but Minority Report is about uh, seeing into the future and predicting crimes. But don't what? worry, Marissa, because I had like a Minority Report <laughs> joke built into here, but I was like, wait a minute, is that what it's about? <laughs> okay, never mind. Considering that one of the companies called Helix... Uh, one of the testing companies offers a custom wine flavor based on your DNA. Oh, guys, that's <laughs> there's, stupid. There's clearly a lot of room to grow in a majorly silly industry like DNA testing. So, 
Let's start. I don't get married before this somehow gets weaved into dating and people want to know your DNA, whatever. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Oh, for sure. I can imagine that. I've been kicking around the idea of getting back on Bumble and Wilkesbury, but oh, it just please. sounds bad, doesn't it? That it makes me, I want to puke just we saying that. We have this adventure with you. Our listeners went through me being <laughs> in a relationship, then them <laughs> leaving me, now me back seeing someone. Now it's time for them to go through your ups and downs. Everybody who wants me to uh, get on dating apps, leave an iTunes review or call us at 570-POD-1-1. Please but how about, do the people that already left one count? You have to sign up for iTunes with a new account. <laughs> okay. Deoxyribonucleic acid is a self-replicating material present in nearly all living organisms as the main constituent of chromosomes. It is the carrier of genetic information. Double helix. Bring dinosaurs to life in Jurassic Park. That's DNA. Is that what it said in the article? No, that's what I said. Hey. Um, it is in all of us, and in that respect, I feel like pretty DNA is pretty boring. DNA is in all of us. We all have it. Um, we all have social security numbers, too, but that doesn't mean we should be sharing them with other people. True. <laughs> because true. you can do a lot if you take somebody's social security number, and you could do a lot more <laughs> if you take their DNA. Very true. If, if a boy says he loves you... And he wants to take your DNA, he doesn't really love you. No, no. Vice versa with a woman. DNA in the court system has proven to be a valuable, buzzworthy approach to proving uh, presence at a scene. I didn't mean you wanted to jizz or cake jizz. I meant you really wanted your DNA information. I'm oh. Sorry, continue. Oh, okay. That's a much higher-minded thing than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Give me credit. I can only speak for myself. Uh, I was giving you credit. You took that credit away when you had to explain yourself further. <laughs> okay. So in the criminal justice system, they use DNA to track suspects, identify bodies, things like that. Maury Povich made us love DNA tests when they helped identify paternity and call out deadbeats. And then they also had entire TV shows like CSI that pretty much based themselves around DNA and things like that. And they ran entire, you know, like runs, like they had a beginning and the, and the finale and all that sort of stuff. Whoa. In, in a brief history of DNA testing, time.com says oh, that. I like that detail. I'm sorry. Since the advent of DNA testing in 1985. That's it? 1985? Shit. 1985 is a long time ago, though, now that you think about it. It's like 30-some years ago. The year before I was born. Biological material like skin, hair, blood, and other bodily fluids, gross, has emerged as the most reliable physical evidence at a crime scene, particularly those involving sexual assaults. Over time, all 50 states required collection of DNA evidence from criminal sex offenders by default. You get arrested for that, they take some DNA evidence off of you and put it into a database. Yeah, bitch. Not only that, but it also helped overturn wrongful convictions for those who are serving death row sentences who actually were not guilty of the crime that they were in jail for. That piece is from 2009, the piece, the brief history of DNA testing from time. Now, almost a decade later, this advanced testing has become less and less expensive. Uh, and now you don't need Maury Povich to tell you whether you are the father because you can find out for much less money and without the public embarrassment of being on a local CW affiliate. 
Practically, what does this mean for you? Some interesting applications have satiated curiosity. Something like Alice Collins Pleebuck, who thought she was a through-and-through Irish Catholic of the ages, only to find out at 69 years old... Catholic of the ages mean? I know. I just had to finish that thought, and I put that in there. (laughs) At 69, she found out she was half-Jewish and Middle Eastern. This isn't crazy, except for a 69-year-old woman who defined herself by her heritage being Irish Catholic, it meant a whole lot for her to find out that what she thought was true wasn't true. It also eventually revealed that her aunt wasn't a genetic family member and her cousins weren't cousins, people that she spent her entire life with. That's kind of fun. She had a mystery on her hands, and she had to find out who her genetic family was. If you want to look that particular story up, it's pretty interesting. That's Alice Collins Pleebuck, P-L-E-B-U-C-H. Athletes have found success in analyzing their DNA to maximize their workout results. Pairing the types of genes they have with certain approaches to health uh, can make their efforts more reliable, which could result in a better performance or at least a little bit of weight loss or conditioning. So if you sent in your genetic testing to Helix, they could give you a fitness plan that would fit your DNA as well. Cambridge University also found that personality can be linked to genetics. Though they admit that cultural and social influences probably have more of an impact, there's still something to be said for uh, predisposition to taking risks or having babies at a certain age. Yeah, I listed having babies at a certain age because it was very vague. (laughs) Uh, The whole thing about personality being linked to genetics is also um, very undefined, but they claim that there's some sort of connection there. I don't like that, and I don't even want... I, I don't like that. Right. You could just as easily say I'm a Pisces, and so this is these. You are could my... just as easily say the moon phase affects my personality. Sing it, sister. Yes, I'll sing it harder. Sing it. <laughs> the moon phase my personality. So there are any number of things that one might look for when they drop thirty dollars to get I a peek. You don't the... like that. <laughs> I did not like it. Uh, I don't know. I was just continuing the show. Okay. So you spend $30 to get a peek into the genetic nuts and bolts that make you so unique and somehow not unique at the same time. Uh, In case you haven't heard, this is all related to what companies do when we provide information to them. You remember Facebook's data breach and the manipulation from the 2016 elections uh, all the way up to this past October's data breach that exposed financial uh, information of some users. Someone wants your data. They want it because it's part of a larger data set. And if they can identify trends in that data, then they can monetize it. So they can learn what you're interested in, then match your interests with things that you might want, and then hit you up in ways you may not even notice at first to make you interested in those things. Happens to all of us every day. For example, if other people with the same likes as you and the same age, gender, interest, check-ins, all that sort of stuff, like mm-hmm. a product, like poo-pourri, they'll start showing you ads for poo-pourri. And you'll be like, you know, Katie was talking about poo-pourri last week. Maybe I should think about getting some poo-pourri. He's talking so about you, the poop thing. He doesn't not know how to pronounce poo-pourri. Be, no, let's pretend I don't. <laughs> okay. And let's pretend there's a big business out there that's called poo-pourri, <laughs> and they're just selling it. Um, 
<laughs> so you click on the ad. You don't necessarily buy it, but it's generating traffic to the website, which does kind of count as online currency. And what you didn't know when you started using Facebook is that everything that you did would be collected and you would become sort of a, a data figure. And that as their privacy policy grew and you didn't read it after each update, that you might find yourself complicit in this whole data scam because you're just feeding your information into the big machine. So what you're saying is that we're really just cogs in a machine. Right. And that Facebook is free because they're selling your data to target ads towards you. Let me see. The timeline that no one wanted with the algorithm that shows you and I a picture of Chris Wilson from eight days ago, and then we like it, and then Chris Wilson's like, why are Pete and Marissa liking a picture that I posted eight days ago? Why didn't they like it eight days ago? Are they stopping me? It's because it's a big old piece of shit. Oh. That timeline... How do you know he doesn't listen to our podcast? No, I'm not saying Chris is a piece of shit. I'm oh, saying the sorry. algorithm that shows us our friend's information eight days later. Oh, okay, okay. Sound like you called his post a piece of shit. No. That okay. timeline costs money to develop, even though none of us wanted it in the first place. And this is where they get the money to do that stuff from. Think about the same thing, only think about it with your DNA. You can actually unlike things on Facebook and just quit Facebook if you want to. By the way, I strongly suggest going out and checking the things that you liked on Facebook or followed on Facebook because when I went in to check mine, I was evidently uh, added to a bunch of Republican Party Facebook pages (laughs) that I never liked or followed. How did that happen? I don't know. So Google how to find things I liked on Facebook and follow the instructions to unlike the things that you don't actually like. I'm going to do it while we're doing this. You can't quit your DNA, especially once you give it to one of these companies. You can't also do what I suggested, go in and start. What you could do is you could like random things to throw the Facebook algorithm off, but you can't just like add an extra major groove in your double helix to see what it does to the algorithm. Say, like, changing your status from in a relationship to single because you're tired of seeing engagement ring ads. DNA companies. Oh, I, I said that. I said that real weird. I'm going to go yeah, back and redo I heard that. It, but I decided to pretend it didn't happen. Let me try again. DNA companies. No. I did it. <laughs> DNA company. <laughs> DNA companies. No, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> DNA companies. <laughs> Sounds like we're just doing Adam Sandler impressions. DNA companies 100% have the right to sell the data about your genetics, period. Some DNA companies own what you provide to them. They own a copy of your genetic material. That's disgusting. The rest have ownership of what they find in the material, and they can license it out to other companies or subsidiaries. And when you opt into the privacy policy, you allow for that to happen. So you have to be careful when you do things like this. It's all in the privacy policies, and a lot of times we never read them because we're too busy clicking through something because we want to get to the good stuff. Privacy policies are also living documents that change, so you have to pay attention when you get that email that says, our privacy policy has changed, and you just delete it because you don't have time to read a bunch of legal bullshit because you're just worried about you know the next email that you have or something like that. So you kind of have to be careful when you do this sort of stuff because there's a lot of things going on out there. The fact is they don't own you obviously. So they don't literally own 
a, your DNA, but they own the data associated with your DNA, and they can do a lot with that data. Okay. An ancestry person told uh, Ancestry.com, not just a person of <laughs> <from> Ancestry, <laughs> told Gizmodo that the rights of ownership are required for testing, reporting, and reporting, but that, quote, we don't and will not share data for research or commercial purposes with third parties without a customer agreeing to an informed uh, consent. Yeah, if they don't want us to have a license any longer, they can delete their account or ask us to delete their data. If they don't want their data shared, they can decline the consent. Except, oh, except can you even do it if they decline? In the case of 23andMe, 80% of clients agree to the informed consent because, as you said, Marissa, it's presented in a way that makes it sound like a good idea, and it makes it sound like you can't actually get the tests done unless you accept it. Yeah, of course, bitches. Nay, you may say, you are a noble servant of the human race, and by sharing your DNA, they will conduct research to identify health risks and give you information about diseases that you may exhibit a risk of getting. Basically, we'll also provide it to drug companies so drug companies can work on cures. And that's pretty cool if you think about it, crowdsourcing cures for diseases, but it would be cooler if DNA testing companies weren't getting rich off of it since they're just taking your genetic material that you paid money to give them <laughs> and then they're selling it to other people. Very true. And while this is not a true and true, they get your information and sell it to other people, it's a lot more complicated than that. But I'll tell you, the risk is there that it could actually happen that way. And as I mentioned earlier with the Facebook hack, if somebody can hack Facebook, I'm not too unsure that somebody wouldn't be able to hack 23andMe and be able oh, to get that information sure. as well. Did you just give people the idea? It's hard to tell. <laughs> right, so you have some guy in a V for Vendetta mask who is out there hacking, and what does it mean when they get your passwords and they sell them on the dark web? What could it mean if they got your genetic data and they sold Why that on the dark web? V for Vendetta mask? <laughs> I'm really impressed that you didn't go for the deep web instead. Because uh, I feel like you don't like when I bring up the deep web. <laughs> From a story in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Joseph James D'Angelo, the man authorities suspect is the so-called Golden State Killer, responsible for at least a dozen murders and 50 rapes in the 70s and 80s, was arrested more than three decades after the killing. According to the Sacramento County District's Attorney's Office, investigators used information from an online genealogical website to determine whether the DNA from the crimes was a match, the Associated Press reported. California plans to use a similar process via a private lab to track down the identity of the infamous Zodiac Killer who murdered at least five people and injured two others, both in the late 60s. Ooh. But both Ancestry.com and 23andMe, two of the largest companies that produce genetic profiles for customers who provide DNA samples, said that they won't work with law enforcement unless they receive a court order. Neither companies received a court order regarding the case. I think uh, Good. About the Golden State Killer. But Marissa, neither company got a court order to cooperate in the Golden State Killer investigation, and yet somehow, oh, maybe it wasn't one of these two companies, but somehow they did manage to pull off a match. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Now, as a person like myself, whose mind is constantly spiraling because of anxiety and depression, I'm thinking like the genetic equal of Donald Trump winning a, a presidential election, but with DNA. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. maybe it's because I had a grown-up love affair with uh, alien I human data, a- alien human DNA conspiracy theories because of the X-Files. Or maybe it's just learning from patterns of history like Facebook hacks, but it sure does seem like this could turn into a real disaster. So if any of your family members received a DNA testing kit this Christmas, or Hanukkah, or New Year, or birthday, Marissa, just smash it in front of them and set it on fire. But make sure you set it on fire during which phase of the moon? Ooh, I'd say the new moon. Okay, okay, yeah. Or have them at least carefully read and understand what they're signing up for when they spit yeah. in a tube and send it back to the company in the mail. I agree. It's a good idea. So, Marissa. Uh huh. I guess you don't have to do this because your cousin did it. But uh, what what would entice you enough to do that? Um. Is it to get the perfect wine to match your genetic <laughs> code? I would have wanted to know what. Because my family doesn't really know why we have a really un- non-Hispanic last name. I would kind of want to know what where people were from. Because people keep saying we think we have a bunch of people from a Caribbean island other than Puerto Rico. I was kind of curious. And like I said, I kind of thought we had more like African ancestry. But because some people in my family are pretty dark and I don't really know like where that comes from. Maybe it's like South American. I'm rambling now. But meaning like I kind of want to know why parts of me are like that. But like a passing interest. It doesn't like fuel my being. And just in case you're in Marissa's boat and you want to do some ancestry testing, you can actually follow your lineage and ancestry without supplying your DNA. So if that is one of your chief interests, it takes a little bit more work in terms of like um, putting in who you are and uh, the way that Ancestry used to work before they brought DNA into the into the mix was that different people around the world all built their family trees and uploaded into the system. And then when you build your family tree out, say, I don't know, three branches, and you connect with somebody who is also connected into that branch, then your family tree sort of like extends off in that direction because somebody else already did the work. So oh. basically they just had a big database of family trees and they managed to bring it all together in there. That's pretty fun. Can you still yeah. do it without putting your DNA? I'm pretty sure. Although I think the DNA kind of makes it a lot easier for you and gives you <laughs> the cool thing that you're looking for, which probably highlights, you know, the most interesting people uh, or stories related to your uh, history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. probably give you a more customized report. Yeah, but I don't know. It's also interesting. Yeah. So, guys, don't give up the goods. Yeah, don't do a DNA testing kit on your first date. Yeah, or you You know what? What I've learned in 2018 was that no one can be trusted. Don't ever give it up. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that for sure, my friends. <laughs> It's time for plugs. So, Marissa, do you have anything to plug here at the end of the show? You plug first, and I'll see if I think of anything by then. There's two shows that I like that are coming back onto TV. Onto TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Corporate is coming back to Comedy Central. Okay. I loved Corporate. I don't know what that is. I don't and know. And Those Who Can't is coming back to True TV. Okay. 
and I like both of those shows, and I look forward to their return. I don't know if those who can't is going to be able to squeeze out another season after this, just because it seems like it was a surprise that they even got this one. Uh, and True TV is a monster because they canceled the Chris Gethard show. Aww. I'm going to watch it. And uh, Corporate Comedy Central, it's just like the blackest, darkest comedy. Not that way, Marissa. It is. <laughs> and it is perfect. Have I ever told that story on a podcast? I don't know, but it certainly doesn't hurt me to hear it again. <laughs> well, I'll, I will, instead of a plug, I'll just tell you the story. This very, it's very vulnerable moment in my life. College. Let's say I'm 21. <laughs> we're not even going to make herself young in college so that it looks better. <laughs> we're reading Flannery. Not let me 19. We're reading Flannery O'Connor's Wise Blood, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it. Oh. About someone with like mental illness, and it's like this like really really dark comedy. But all over the book, it was saying it's like one of the best black comedies, uh, a true masterpiece. <laughs> black comedy at its finest. So in front of a class of let's say like twenty some English majors, I raised my hand and I'm like, "Excuse me." Says it's a black comedy, but like, how do we know the character was black? I didn't see anything that indicated it was black. And then everybody laughed at me a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, I just realized. (laughs) And I was embarrassed. And that's how Marissa became a fan of Medea. (laughs) This is a very honest (laughs) mistake, okay? It could have said dark comedy. Why did it have to say black comedy? I agree. That's the term they give comedies geared towards <laughs> the Americans. Don't leave yet. Call us at 570-PODWAD1. Leave us a message. Say hello. Slide into Marissa's DMs. Slide into my DMs. Not at this point, at this point, you've missed her birthday, so you owe her a... Um, you know, again, listen to the last episode and you'll find out what she's looking for. Y'all heard Pod on Twitter. That's or mail right there. Also that. Subscribe to the show. That would be great. Um, as you just, a gift because it wouldn't. As you just heard, um, you can mail Marissa something, uh, but you will have to slide into her DMs in order to get her address. Yes. And if you are a creepy weirdo, she won't give it to you, okay? Yeah, but you could give me money through PayPal, which people have done. Or Venmo. I don't have Venmo. You. I'm sorry, my computer's going crazy. I am I'm stuck talking. in a Chinese finger trap, so I have to go. <laughs> Is it really a Chinese finger trap? Yeah. That's funny. How did you get one? It was given to me a long time ago, and I took care of it. By who? I don't know, through the mail. I can't remember if it was Lindsay oh, or Celeste. Rando sent you a Chinese... Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Have a great week. Oh, we're still on? Bye. Bye.